Thank you, Cindy, for your children's message this morning, and thank you, children, for being here today. Um, we continue our sermon series today called Surprise, the Surprising Acts of God. And uh, this passage of Scripture that we're using today comes from Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. And the title of the sermon today is An Astonishing Imitation. An Astonishing Imitation. Now, several weeks ago, it was a big birthday for Hillary, my wife. And she's not here in this service, so she turned 40. <laughs> um, and so I was looking for something really creative to do, something fun to do, something out of the box to do to celebrate her 40th birthday. And I was reminded of Cameo.com. I don't know if you're familiar with Cameo.com, but Cameo.com is an online service where you can actually hire celebrities and athletes and artists to create a personalized greeting for you or for someone you love. And so I thought... This would be a pretty neat way uh, for us to do that. Now, these celebrities, they get to charge whatever they want to charge for the video. And they get to decide whether or not they want to actually do the video that you would like for them to do. And apparently, it's a pretty lucrative gig uh, on Cameo. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, you might remember, just passed away a few weeks ago. He apparently made $2 million dollars making cameo videos for people in his lifetime. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, the famous boxer, charges $15,000 for a one-minute video. And so I told Hillary, um, I didn't choose uh, him to give you the video, not just because you don't like boxing. I'm not paying $15,000. Actually, when I logged on to Cameo, I had in mind who I wanted to ask uh, to make a video for my beloved wife, and it was Ed Sheeran. My wife just loves Ed Sheeran. His music, she just listens to it all the time. And I thought within reason, I would pay whatever it would cost to get Ed Sheeran to give my bride a birthday greeting. Well, apparently Ed Sheeran is too big for Cameo.com. Uh, when I logged onto this website, I realized that most of these celebrities and athletes and artists have probably already seen the apex of their career. Maybe they're on the downhill slide. Uh, but if you're a really big name person, you're probably not on Cameo.com. And Ed Sheeran disappointed me. He was not on Cameo. But an Ed Sheeran lookalike was. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And it was a lot cheaper. So I'm like, I'm all in. So I created the message that I wanted the Ed Sheeran lookalike to give to Hillary. And I sent it off to be considered. And all of a sudden the video came back. And I'm so excited. I'm going to play it to see what it looks like. And, and I was struck by one thing when I, when I watched the video uh, this guy singing was awful. <laughs> I mean, he may look like Ed Sheeran, but he don't sing like Ed Sheeran, you know? So I'm like, golly, she's, I'm not even going to have to tell Hillary that this is not the real Ed Sheeran. As soon as she hears this guy sing, she's going to know that it's not Ed Sheeran. And, and if she doesn't 
pick up on the fact that the guy can't sing, then certainly she would just look at the room where this guy filmed the video. It looked like some teenager's bedroom. There were like skateboards hanging on the walls, and, and he even had a bedspread that said Ed Sheeran. I'm guessing Ed Sheeran doesn't have a bedspread on his bed with his name on it. So I forwarded the message to Hillary, and I just said, um, happy birthday. Um, singing is awful, but hope you enjoy it. And she loved it. She, just, she thought it was the coolest birthday present ever. She immediately wanted to know how to post it to social media. And so I said, well, before we post it on social media, let's, let's cut out the bad singing anyway. Just make it look a little better. And, and so... We spliced out the singing of happy birthday at the beginning of it, and we put it on her social media page. And I was blown away as I was reading the comments about how many of her friends actually thought this guy was the real Ed Sheeran. I mean, could you not see the Ed Sheeran bedspread and the skateboards? I mean, this I mean, clearly you're not paying attention. And, and so I mentioned it to Hillary. I'm like, I can't believe how many of your friends fell for that and thought that was the real Ed Sheeran. And she said, it's not? I'm like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> and there's several reasons why it's not. <laughs> but anyway, we got a big, huge kick out of it. Now, I tell that story because of, of, of the Scripture lesson that we're reading today. I probably should differentiate from the outset that, that there's a difference between impersonation and imitation. Impersonation is where you say, I am Ed Sheeran. And imitation would be like, I'm like Ed Sheeran, and I'm not really sure which this guy was. If he thought he really was Ed Sheeran, he needs to film that video in a different room. That's all I'm saying. But if he was just trying to be like Ed Sheeran, then it's kind of funny that he's in his bedroom, this teenager bedroom with an Ed Sheeran bedspread and skateboards hanging on the wall. Well, there's a lot of imitation going on in this passage of Scripture that we read today. Um, and I want to share with you some of the things that I see happening in this text that maybe at first glance you might not have noticed. There's this woman named Tabitha. She is a disciple of Jesus. She is a follower of Jesus. She has become uh, a part of the way, what they call the early church. And I'm guessing that Tabitha didn't have to spend a lot of time wondering how she was going to imitate Jesus, how she was going to be like Jesus. Uh, I'm guessing that even though God sometimes does call us when we respond uh, to live our lives in some sort of new and, and unexpected way, a lot of times God just wants you to be you. You just to do what you're good at doing. You, you, you just be good at, 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 well, like Tabitha, she's a sower. She loves to sow. And so I, I think early on, Tabitha probably understood that the best way for me to love God, the best way for me to serve God, the best way for me to be like Jesus in my life and in my love and in my service is to do what I already do and to do it for the Lord. 
And so this woman who loves to sow begins to imitate Jesus living and loving and serving others by using something that she's already doing, something that she's already good at. And so we get this sense from this passage of Scripture that Tabitha begins to sow to help the marginalized, the, the, the lowest in the society, the, the, the people without power, the people without voice. She specifically begins to help the widows of her community. And we're told that she sows and that the, the money, the proceeds that she raises from sowing that she's sharing it with those that don't have uh, the same uh, advantages in life that perhaps she has. But then we're told that Tabitha dies. And when Tabitha dies, all of those mourners not only lost a great friend, uh, those, those widows, they also lost their financial support. And it was a devastating blow to them. And, and, and we're told in, in this passage of scripture that that they immediately wash Tabitha's body but they don't anoint her body for burial like we would think that they would instead of anointing her body they take her body upstairs now why in the world would you take a dead body upstairs when you know that the body ultimately is going to have to be placed in a tomb. I want to suggest to you that the reason why those widowed women uh, took her body upstairs is because they were imitators. They were imitating some of the great giants of their faith. They were imitating some people that they had heard talked about and their stories shared for years and years and years. Do you remember the story of Elijah? Do you remember how there was this severe drought in the land and Elijah ends up going to this widowed woman in Zarephath? And, and she is so poor uh, that she is collecting what little food and water she has left. She's going to have one final meal for her and her son and then she expects both of them to die. And Elijah goes to this woman and, and he says to her, look, if you will take what little food and what little water that you've got left and you will give me some first, then God's going to take care of you and you will have plenty of food to eat and water to drink. And something about this woman just made her uh, trust that, that Elijah was imitating God, that he really was like God. And so she did that. She gave him some food, and sure enough, she had plenty to eat. But then her son unexpectedly got sick, and he died. And, and she was really upset about this. And one of the first people she let know that she was upset about this was Elijah. And do you know what Elijah did with this dead son's body? He didn't take it to the cemetery. He didn't take it to the tomb. He took the body upstairs. And when he took the body upstairs, he closed the door, he prayed over the body, and he said, get up. And that boy was raised from the dead. The Lord answered his prayer. Elisha, 
another prophet who followed Elijah, also had an experience where he was helped at a moment of need by a woman. She provided him lodging and food and, and water whenever he was in the area. And her son also died rather unexpectedly. You probably have already catching on now how Elisha responded. He didn't take this dead body to the cemetery or to the tomb. He took this dead body up to upstairs, closed the door, prayed for the body, laid hands on the body that God would raise this child from the dead and the Lord heard and answered that prayer. I'm wondering if those widowed women, when Tabitha died, the reason why they didn't take her body to the burial place and the reason why they didn't anoint her body for burial, they took her upstairs just like the great giants of the faith, Elijah and Elisha, had taken bodies upstairs. And they were somehow hoping that by imitating Elijah and by imitating Elisha, that the same thing that happened to the women in those stories, their children, would happen to their friend Tabitha. And maybe that's why the disciples that were also present that, that, day, that day decided to go find Peter. They had found, they had discovered that Peter was in the area. He was about 10 miles away. And, and so they went looking for Peter and they told him that he needed to come back as quickly as possible. Uh, Peter had already been imitating Christ ever since the resurrection and the ascension. He's the one that preached the first sermon after the Holy Spirit came in a fresh anointing at Pentecost. And, and thousands of people came to faith that day. He, he's the one that was already uh, healing people in the name of Jesus. We're told that his shadow was even so powerful that if his shadow fell on another human being that they too experienced miracles and signs and, and wonders. And so they go get this imitator of Jesus to come back to the house. And when Peter arrives and he finds out that, that Tabitha is dead. Peter imitates Jesus there. Do you remember the story of Jesus uh, encountering Jairus, the ruler, and how the ruler came to Jesus and said, my, my daughter is dying. Could you please come and, 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 and save her, heal her? And how Jesus kind of got interrupted on the way to the house. And, and sure enough, before Jesus arrived at the house, Jairus' daughter had died. And what did Peter do? Peter went into the room where that woman had died just like Jesus did, closed the door, laid his hands on her, prayed for her, and told her to get up. And God answered that prayer. If you look at what Peter did in the story with Tabitha, and you look at what Jesus did in the story with Jairus' daughter, it's almost identical. Peter was intent on Imitating Jesus. Being like Jesus in that moment. Now listen, you and I are probably never going to ever see anyone raised from the dead. 
And, and yet this book here talks about over and over and over again how we are to be imitators of God. Paul even says that in his writing in the letter to the church at Ephesus. He says, be imitators of God, beloved children, and live in love. And whenever you and I seek to be like Christ, whenever you and I seek to imitate Christ in the way that we live, in the way that we love, and in the way that we serve, surprising things happen. Oftentimes things that we could have never imagined were possible had we not sought to be like Christ. And so this morning, I ask you, what kind of imitator of Christ are you? Are you a cheap imitation? <laughs> or are you an astonishing one? My prayer is that you and I would be imitators of Christ. As His beloved children, living, loving and serving like Him. We'll be surprised at what God will do through such faithful witness.